For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, part three of NUFC Moments. I'm your host, Greg Troxell, and I'm with the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. Yes, for the third time tonight, you guys are hearing that. Well, it's today. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, Elijah Newsom here in the flesh, ready to talk a little bit about, what are we talking about? Newcastle 3, Barcelona 2. Oh, as you can see, I have many notes prepared for this game. Do it. Go ahead. No, no, that was that was the joke. I <laughs> know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, what a night this was. Um, in the Champions League group stage, Newcastle got their chance to take on Barcelona at home. It was September seventeenth, nineteen ninety-seven, and we won three well, two. Uh, you had a Barcelona team that was managed by. Van Gaal, they had Luis Enrique, Luis Figo, Rivaldo. Luis Enrique, current Spanish national team manager, Luis Enrique. People forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was the South American that wasn't on Barcelona that was the story of the game. Um, and there's a lot of great moments and and what people have said about this match. Um, but like the, we'll start with the core of it. And it was Faustino Asparilla got his hat trick in 40. Was it 46 minutes? I think it ended up being um, scoring three goals. Barcelona made a little bit of a comeback, but could not pull it off uh, three to two victory. And some funny quotes. Uh, Faustino was like kind of reliving that moment. And he said, I'd been away on international duty, but instead of going back to Newcastle, I went to my ranch and had a party with lots of girls. Kenny Danglish was furious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he said that, like, he'll never forget Newcastle fans singing his name. He he said, I didn't understand them as it was in Geordie, but I could still tell that they were very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really, really great guy, Asperly is, but... Asperia. Is it Asperia? Is that how you would say it? I think it's Asperia. Okay. But anyway, we beat Barcelona in a Champions League match. And Something that it, right now could only happen in FIFA. And to be fair, has happened in probably both of our FIFA saves over the years. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Um, some other things, like uh, Steve Watson spoke, and, and he said a lot of cool 
things about this match, and he was saying it was like it was right up there with the, mo- with the most complete performances I've been involved with. Back in those days, we played without fear. The Champions League was just a big adventure, and we played like that. We started on fire. I had one of my better games, and everyone just peaked at the same time. Um, just really cool, like hearing and just going back and like listening to what like people have said about this match because this match really struck with the rest of the city it, it struck with everybody like we just beat the the kings of football uh in the biggest competition in the world besides the world cup so that happened that's real life on that wonderful yeah. september evening in newcastle uh yeah elijah what's your thoughts i know you've seen the goals on this one yeah um greg and i did the math i was i was not very i i don't even think i knew I don't know if I could recognize my parents when this match happened because I was born literally two months before this match occurred. So, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. But uh, talk about some of the goals, though. I know you've seen the highlights. Oh, I mean, they're fine. They were good goals. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want. I I much prefer watching the uh, – we talk about this in the – when we talked to who I think it was with Warren, I was talking about how much I love the, the the Manchester United goals. I'm sort of leaning towards that being the better highlight video, but I mean a hat trick in 40 minutes is impressive. Yeah, I for sure. I, I don't. I mean, there's no other way to say that. I mean, the only thing that's more impressive than that is when like those guys break records for fastest hat trick, which is just like that's when you're possessed by the soccer gods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there we'll take this to. Warren Barton now, who played in this match, uh, so he'll give you a good insight on what it was like. Uh, he he kind of takes you from a couple day or two before and brings you into what it was like during the match. Uh, so we'll cut to Warren right now. Yeah, I mean that was a, a, a special special occasion. You're talking about you know when Alan Shearer makes his debut, or you know we play against Manchester United, being in the Champions League, and you get the likes of Barcelona. With Luis Enrique, Louis Van Gaal was the uh, chairman, uh, pl- manager of the club. Uh, Rivaldo. The list goes on and on and on about these sort of players, and to to get them drawn in our group with uh, PSV and Dynamo Kiev was was exciting. Um, and there was just a special feeling around the stadium a couple of days beforehand. You know, training on the pitch beforehand and seeing the Champions League stars being put on the the terraces there and in part of the stadium. Obviously, the the media interest was tenfold with it being Newcastle and and obviously with Barcelona, the Premier League against La Liga, um, two obviously very well coached teams, um, world class players as well. The likes of Espria uh, was was in form, and you know obviously we knew we was going to go into a game against some top class players, Figo being one of them. Um, but we knew and we had a conversation that if we could play how we played at a high tempo, and particularly someone like Keith Gillespie with his pace, uh, we could cause some problems uh, because we knew, particularly with him involved, Louis van Gaal, they wanted to keep the ball very Dutch-orientated possession team. But if we made it a quick game, uh, we could make it uncomfortable for them. Uh, and we did that from the first whistle. Um, but as I said, walking into the stadium, there was a, there was a special magic feeling. And unless you've been involved in Champions League and, and that type of uh, game it's, it's difficult to describe but it's like a Christmas feeling like waking up that morning and being excited as a kid and looking forward to the moment and cherishing every moment coming through and as I said with the 
know, we used to park the, the bus under the, the stadium and then walk through and you'd come out onto the field, the lights were on and the, empty, the stadium's empty, but it just had a magical feeling with all them stars uh, on the terraces. So, you know, you, you go into the game prepared and then obviously the, the, the music um, and then you look across and, you you know, there's Figo, there's Barcelona um, and you relish it. That's the thing that you, you've been driven to try and be successful and play against. So, um, we were definitely motivated for the game. I mean, the atmosphere was, was sensational. Before we kicked the ball, before we even got the, the whistle, there was a real excitement of what the club had been building up to. And, you know, the, the disappointment of obviously not winning the, the Premier League, but then being in the Champions League, being in with the best of the best and being part of that uh, was special. And Tino had a little glint in his eye. You know, he was he was really up for the game. Um he was especially motivated for this game and he was unplayable, you know, and uh, as much as Tino gets the accolades, I think Gillespie goes a little bit under the radar because he was phenomenal that game, his service, his pace, how he helped me out, doubling up with Figo and, and helping me defend against someone like him. He was he was brilliant that night as well. Um, and they got back into it, you know, 3-0 maybe, you know, flattered us and then they got their goal and then it was a little bit of panic because they turned the heat up as they would do. Their pride had been knocked back uh, and they come back and, you know, it, it got to 3-2. But I think our performance in the first hour, hour and a bit, deserved that. And, um, you know, we wasn't really hanging on in the end, but we, uh, we, we made it a little bit more nerve-wracking than it should have been. But particularly the first hour or so was was like fairy tale stuff. It was like being in heaven because the fans was soaking it up. We was enjoying it, and they didn't really know how to handle it. And uh, when you get that recipe, it's a it's a it's a pleasure to be in. But they showed what they are, top class players, because they they come back, they dust themselves down, and and made it a little bit nerve wracking towards the end. Was there anything that was said pre-game at all that like maybe amped it up, or I guess yeah, I mean everybody's already motivated. But what was the message pre-game? before you walk out to the pitch. Kenny, Kenny was great because he'd been there, he'd won it. So he, he just said, look, enjoy these moments. So people like Ian Rush that have been in big games and, you know, for, my, for myself, I've come from Wimbledon. We, we'd never been in that circumstances. Yes, I played in cup finals and yes, I played in, you know, 200-odd games at that time in the Premier League. But, you know, you played in the Champions League in Barcelona. We'd had a couple of pre-rounds beforehand. You know, we'd gone to certain games and had to get results in Croatia. So we had that, and this was like, the real deal. This is Barcelona at home in the Champions League. Um, and it was like that car and influence from Kenny is like, just enjoy it. Take it in. Yes, it is a big game. You know, there's no denying that because it's Barcelona <laughs> and the music's on there. But enjoy it and, and really go out and show them how to, And that was a sort of rally cry that was like, enjoy it. Be, you know, this is our stadium. This is our fans. We we make it how we want to make it and you'll have a great time. And he, obviously we, we did because it was a it was a great occasion that we still talk about now, and it's you know many many years ago. Yeah, the other thing after was as well was how you know respectful Barcelona players was because Luis Enrique and myself was walking up the tunnel, and you know his head was down. They were disappointed, lost the game, and we both looked at each other and said, "You want to swap shirts?" And we said, "Yeah." So it was then type of thing. That's why they you know they're top class players, and you know it could have been easy for him just to sulk and walk down, but he patted me on the back, said, "Well done." Um, and we swapped shirts and, and, and you know, they, them type of things you remember, you know. And, wow. Um, yeah, to, to have someone like his shirt and then obviously Rivaldo and things like that, it's, it's, it's pretty special. Could you have won by more if the game was played in December? 
<laughs> we could have we won by more if we stopped after about 65 minutes because I think we hit the post as well. But 3-0 would have been, would have been that. No, I, I think if we... We might would have been they would have been fine. They yeah. they may have been a bit more prepared and stuff like that. So we we was happy when we played it anyway. We can't Perfect. be greedy. No, no, you can't. <laughs> All right, thanks, Warren. That is incredible. <laughs> uh he's he like you said, they had him for sixty minutes and, and a lot of times I mean we've seen from Newcastle this season, which may be R. I. P. Uh sometimes you only need to get him for about thirty seconds and you can win. Yeah. Uh, shout out Florian Lejeune against Everton. Mm, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Um, so do you want to go right into Chris then? Yeah, let's go. Let's, well, let's, let's hear... not go into him. That'd be weird. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Let's hear from Chris from The <laughs> Athletic. Uh, take it away. The 3-2 match against Barcelona is, is one of those games where I think you saw what Kevin Keegan was was trying to build, and obviously Keegan had, had left by that stage. But it was the the way that Newcastle were able to attack and make Barcelona, who albeit that Barcelona weren't the, the team that they were going to become in ten to fifteen years, but was still one of Europe's iconic clubs. And that Newcastle went and really in attack absolutely tore them to shreds. It was Keith Gillespie at his at his free flowing best, taking on uh, Sergi at fullback and whipping cross after cross in for. Tino Asprey and he had that hang time in the air and that ability to, 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 to connect with the ball and finish it. But that was Asprey's highlight in Newcastle. We didn't see it often enough. He was here all too briefly and really that mercurial talent, there wasn't that excitement as often as, as we all would have liked. But on that night, that was his night and that was Newcastle United's night at St. James's Park. And to, to have beaten Barcelona, to have done it in such a way and for Tino's celebration, that was, I think, really the, the sort of culmination of that entertainer's team. That, that, that this was the this was the night that that wasn't we weren't just going to show the rest of England. This is we're going to show Europe what you can do when you play attacking football. As I say, it was after Keegan had gone. It was sort of denouement in that sense. But there was still the bones of that team were still there. There was still the heartbeat of it. And for Asprea to play in that way and to show it on that European stage was just a night which I think that, that Newcastle fans will never forget that, that this was when they really did shine on the European stage and not just the domestic stage. Love it. Love it. And I uh, I still really wanted to see... I like. I think Barcelona still has to come, like even right now, come to Newcastle in December and play. Do you think if they would win four nothing in the summer against our current squad, it wouldn't be that way in December? That's I'm convinced. Oh, okay. They'd be uh, shocked at the pace of ASM and Almiron. Yeah, Matt um, Ritchie uh, would torture them. Oh God! Well, he would torture them by like I want. I bet Matt Ritchie's really good at trash talking. Javier Javier Manquillo. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Oh. Uh, okay, so that's our Barcelona 2, Newcastle 3 moment. Make sure to follow Tune Polls at Tune Polls. You've heard me say this. 
yeah. if you listen to these back to back to back and follow us at chn underscore radio um, and make sure to vote to see what you think is the greatest moment in UFC history and we'll do one more for you uh, just keep on listening we'll talk about Newcastle's 5-0 win against Manchester United so uh, that concludes this episode and we'll see you on the, on the next one we love you guys if you never win the cup again I'll pray of the dark It's in James's park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Geordie And to live in Geordie land Some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Linda Swan and Gaza, Brendan Foster and the Gateshead Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark at St James's Park, if the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seen hitting how we I'm coming home, Newcastle. I may as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray the dog is in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home.